Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Unending Rebuild. Today, we'll have the Unending Rebuilds Redraft Waiver Show. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing just some good ads to add in re your redraft leagues, guys that will be on the waivers, guys that broke out after week one that you can add to your team right away. Uh, we'll be doing this quick little 20-minute show uh, every week to discuss the waivers in your redraft league just to get you all uh, as much information as possible. Joining me as always, we have the wonderful Josh Lee and Jared Perlman. Guys, say what's up. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, super excited to do this short segment for you all. Um, yeah, I mean, NFL is back. Football's back, baby. Super, super hype. My commanders won yesterday, so um, having a great week already. Uh, super excited to get into the show. <laughs> Not so great week for the Cowboys this week, but I'm excited to do some waivers. There's uh, obviously plenty of dynasty content to go around, but uh, this is obviously redraft time as well. We're into the season and lots of players to pick up and lots more availability there for redraft leagues. So we want to help you guys uh, win all your leagues, not just your dynasty league. So that's what we're here for this week. Let's do it. And do not worry. We will be back with another episode, a normal episode of the Unending Rebuild that will have our dynasty focus later this week. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. We're just going to breeze through some of the top guys that we think if uh, you should add if you had an injury happen like to Dak or to Elijah Mitchell or if you had just a disappointing week like someone like Allen Robinson. Uh, I know he burned me. I'm sure he burned many of you too. All right, so let's get into it. We'll breeze through our players here. We'll go with our quarterbacks first. Uh, and we have two guys that we want to bring up today. We want to talk about uh, well, three guys now. So the third's been added to the list. Ooh, last-minute entry. Uh, so first, we got the guy uh, who's going off as we're recording this. We got Geno Smith, who has just been putting on an absolute clinic today. Uh, so do we think Geno Smith's going to keep this pace? Is the Broncos defense just bad? Yeah, I mean, Geno Smith looks really good tonight. And the Broncos defense has been historically pretty, pretty good. And they have a pretty similar group. Uh, they have a good secondary. It's, they still have Sertan, uh, Ronald Darby. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. Um, and then... I think they just picked up one other guy, but they have a good group of, uh, of corners. So I'm surprised Geno Smith is absolutely dicing them up. It's actually really, really shocking to see that um, Pete Carroll's letting Geno Smith throw the ball 64% of the time when Russ was quarterback. That was never the case. So very, very interesting. Maybe it's a little getting back at Russ kind of thing. Yeah. Good for Geno winning the game right now. We'll see if they pull it off. I hope so. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think Geno can be a good ad the way he's showing out right now. He's got two stud receivers plus uh, who who knows how many tight ends they have here in Seattle that can play. He's just throwing it to all of them. So uh, I think he's got some good options. Also, the Seahawks offensive line has been looking really good tonight too. Geno's had plenty of time to go through his progressions as well. So uh, that's definitely going to bode well for him too, even if he's not the most talented. So could be an ad there. Uh, a nice stash if you get back yeah, quarterback too. With a with a good running game is too uh too and Rashad Penny. He's looking nice out there too with Kenneth Walker. He'll probably look good, but Rashad Penny looks real good out there right now too. So that just helps the quarterback play well also. I like it. Good for him. Definitely, definitely. All right. Our next name here we have is Carson Wentz, uh new commanders quarterback. He uh he did decently. He had a lot of passing yards. Washington was really looking to pass it. I think that's what they always wanted to do, uh, but could never really get there with Taylor Heineke because his arm's just not that strong. Uh, and Wentz put well over 300 yards, about four touchdowns. He did throw those two interceptions, though, and that's always going to be a thing with him. But do we think Wentz is going to be able to push the ball down the field this much moving forward? 
Yeah, I do. I'm super excited for Carson Wentz. Um, I'm looking to add him in any of my leagues that I drafted Trey Lance as my starting quarterback, um, just because Trey Lance struggled. I'm still probably going to start Trey Lance next week, but going to add Carson Wentz just because Carson Wentz, he's proven the ability to put up fantasy points in bunches. Like he dropped 27 points um, week one. He was, that's good for QB three um, out of all quarterbacks in the NFL. So um I think he could he could produce those similar numbers, especially with a few of the other guys that we're going to talk about later on the show. He just has an absolute um, um, arsenal of different weapons that he has at his disposal. So I'm I'm excited for Carson Wentz this season. Yeah, look, he's got good weapons. Those three wide receivers uh, in Washington are good. Uh, Jahan Dotson's hands looked as advertised. He was snatching balls out the air left and right. Uh, he knows how to take in a ball out of the air. Uh, that isn't placed perfectly and, and haul it in. He's been doing that in, at Penn State, and he just did it uh, his first NFL game. That was fun to watch for him. Uh, I'm so happy that Curtis Samuel's back. He was a target hog, and Terry McLaurin is Terry McLaurin scoring long touchdowns. Plus, Antonio Gibson out there looking like a wide receiver with the highest PFF uh, scoring grade uh, from a running back uh, as a receiver. So, uh, yeah, lots of weapons at Carson's disposal. He's He's never been my favorite quarterback, but this may be his best year uh, as a fantasy asset. I mean, like Josh said, QB three. I, I think he's the must add this week uh, of any of the waiver QBs. He just has has lots of options to go forward, and I think that there's going to be lots of throwing, lots of passing situations in Washington, uh, lots of uh, the other team scoring lots of points, and they're going to have to keep throwing the ball. So I like Carson Wentz as an add. Yeah, one thing I'll add: uh, the Commanders' next four games. Detroit, Philly, Dallas, Tennessee, all games that Carson Wentz can put up big numbers. So, um, yeah, that's a good schedule. Either some bad defenses or teams will have to throw uh, against a lot. Uh, and then one more quarterback we're going to touch on here is Marcus Mariota. Um, what we like here is the the rushing upside, too. You know, he actually showed us some pretty good speed on Sunday. Uh, he still got that. Uh, so uh, what do you all think about Mariota? Yeah, I like Mariota. Uh, he, yeah, he had 70 yards rushing. Uh, like that's just a ton of rushing upside for a quarterback to have 12 carries, 70 yards and a touchdown rushing. That's huge. He lost one fumble, but that's okay. You can make those up with all that rushing yardage. Uh, and he has two great weapons outside. Kyle Pitts, uh, had a bad game, but that's okay. Uh, he, he was, he was, he's going to be great. And Drake London's going to be great the rest of the season too. So I think he's a great add too. he's the number two option uh, on the waivers for me. Yeah, I think moving forward, actually, I think Mariota might be my favorite ad just because of that rushing uh, upside. You know, if you can get an actual rushing quarterback to be your backup quarterback, you're in pretty good shape, uh, regardless of what the arm talent is there. And it seems like at least for the immediate future, Mariota will be starting. So I would like uh, him the most here, I think. Uh, though, I mean, I'll, I'll put some pause to that. I mean, Mariota has been the same guy his entire career. Um, so, like, yes, he does have the rushing upside, but he also has just a very, very low floor. Um where we've seen in the past him put up just absolute dud fantasy weeks uh, back when he was on Tennessee. But maybe he uh, fixes those errors and he's able to produce just the fantasy numbers that we've seen uh, from week one. But you know, Yeah, he's he's never had the receivers that he has now. I, I love his options outside. Um, and he also has Cordero to take some, uh, some work off of his shoulders. Uh, he looked really good this week. So I, I do like him out there as the number two option. I mean, not, not as much as Carson wins just because of all, all that he was able to show this week, but I think Mariota has a, a good floor and a high ceiling. Uh, I like it. 
All right. Well, that's our quarterback discussion. Let's move on to our running backs. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell backups. It's going to be Jeff Wilson. It's going to be Jordan Mason. Is it just going to be Debo uh, and Trey Lance running the ball a lot? Uh, and then also Jalen Warren, Najee's backup, because Najee picked up a little bit of injury. And uh, John Dontrell Hilliard as well, who seemed to definitely secure those uh, that pass-catching role there in Tennessee. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start here with the guy I think everyone should be adding is Jalen Warren. Uh, even though Najee's injury is looking to be not too serious, which I'm not sure if I want to believe that yet because Najee did have that Liz Frank injury. I think he hurt the same foot again, but now they're saying it's fine. So I don't, I don't know if I buy that just quite yet. Uh, and when Najee was out, Jalen Warren did have a hundred percent of the snaps. Uh, and I'm saying Jalen Warren, I think the Mustangs, they show the Steelers showed us who the true handcuff is for Najee. It's, it's going to be Warren for if, whether it be Najee being hurt now or whether it be Najee being hurt later. Uh, it's definitely going to be him, and I, uh, yeah, I think that he's the must add this week from the running back group. What do y'all think? I actually disagree with that. Um, so like, guys, do you think Jalen Warren is a better football player than Najee Harris? Probably not, right? Oh, yeah, of course not. I mean, Najee Harris week one had 10 rushes for 23 yards, two catches for three yards. This Steelers offensive line is atrocious. This is probably the worst Steelers offensive line that Pittsburgh has ever had. Um, they are not able to get any push. The backs are getting tackled in the backfield. So I think Jalen Warren is going to be kind of the same story. Uh, very, very touchdown dependent. We'll probably see like 10 carries, 30 yards a game, uh, dependent on, on reception. So it's a pretty low ceiling sort of outcome. Whereas my favorite ad of the week, probably Jeff Wilson, just because Jeff Wilson has proven that while he is in that San Francisco backfield, um, Elijah Mitchell is probably out for the next eight weeks. That's eight weeks of RB1 potential production from Jeff Wilson. This is a great rushing offense. They have a great offensive line. I know week one is a little bit of a, um, it's a little bit of a mulligan because they were literally playing in a pool with, I mean, if you guys saw that field, it was absolutely terrible, not football conditions whatsoever. Um, so I like Jeff Wilson to, uh, kind of take over the carries there and really um, um, score some touchdowns this season. I'm excited for Jeff Wilson. Yeah, for me, uh, I think that the Steelers offensive line is just too bad to have to rely on Jalen Warren. Uh, if I was picking someone up this week at the running back position, it would definitely be Jeff Wilson. Uh, like Josh said, Elijah Mitchell's out eight weeks. They think uh, he's going on IR. They have a good running game and they've had a, a good running game in San Francisco. Uh, I think, you got to give him a mulligan with the the swamp game. Uh, and Jeff Wilson has shown that he can have multi-touchdown weeks. He can have big weeks, uh, big fantasy scoring weeks. So he also catch pass, catches passes. Uh, I really like him. But I also think you, you kind of have to add everybody on the 49ers. I, I think if you can't get Jeff Wilson, you should put a lower bid out there for Jordan Mason and an even lower bid out there for Tyrion Davis-Price. Uh, Jeff Wilson has also proven that he can't stay healthy. And just in general, the 49ers backfield has never stayed healthy. And now with Elijah Mitchell already out, I think all those guys have a chance to, to prove that they're worth it. And so I would prioritize it in that order. But uh, I think they're all must-ads this week uh, with Elijah Mitchell already out for the next two months. One thing I'll add here on the Jeff Wilson note and why I didn't go him is I, I don't think that he's going to be used the same way that Elijah is. I think, again, that Lance is going to be carrying the ball a lot. We already saw that they handed it off to Debo a lot on Sunday. And, again, like you said, with all the injuries that are happening with the 49ers, who knows if they're going to end up using Tyrion Davis-Price? Who knows if they use Jordan 
uh, Mason. But at least we do know that Jalen Warren will be on the field a hell of a lot. So while the touches might be less valuable, I think they might be more in number. And I would trust Jalen Warren to stay uh, healthier than Jeff Wilson. So that's my uh, position on that. Any last thoughts on the running backs? All right, let's move on to our wide receivers. Our wide receivers, this is probably the most extensive so far. So let me go ahead and read through the names before we get into it. On our list, we have the two commanders receivers, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. We got the two chargers receivers, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. We got the Titans receiver, Kyle Phillips, the Panthers receiver, Robbie Anderson. And then we have the Jags receiver, Zay Jones. So uh, I'm going to get into who I think is the best ad on this list. And I think it's, I'm going to give it to a rookie. Uh, well, it's probably not the rookie everyone's thinking. I'm going to give it to Kyle Phillips. Uh, I think Kyle Phillips is going to be a PPR menace this year. Uh, he's going to be Tannehill's go-to slot guy. He had six catches for, I think, 62 yards this last week. Uh, the usage is going to be nine targets. Yeah, so the usage is there. That's great for a rookie receiver. And we know that Ryan Tannehill loves to use the slot. I mean, he was the quarterback in Miami that one year Jarvis Landry put up like 110, 100, whatever catches. Like uh, so, yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of Kyle Phillips here. Uh, it could be like this year's Hunter Renfro, like just slot specialist that gets drafted later in drafts because he's not like an athletic freak, but just knows how to run routes and get open. Uh, so that's who I would be prioritizing this week. Uh, but I'm here, curious to hear uh, who you guys have to uh, mention. Yeah, I really like Kyle Phillips. Uh, I think he's a good player, uh, and I think he has a chance to be a good fantasy asset. Uh, but he's not my number one because I, I think that uh, Robert Woods is probably going to have more than two targets. Uh, he's probably going to get out there, and Traylon is is just going to get better as well. Uh, but I do like Kyle Phillips as an ad. I, I think you you should go out there and add him uh, to almost any roster. Uh, my guy out there is Curtis Samuel. Uh, I'm just so excited for Curtis Samuel. Uh, I was a year early. I've got him on all my dynasty rosters because he was absolutely horrible last year, and I acquired him before the, the season last year in most of my leagues. Um, and so I'm, I was stuck holding the bag. I was really disappointed uh, in his, his output last year, and here he is, a target hog. Uh, 11 targets for the boy Curtis Samuel, four carries, a touchdown, 55 yards uh, through the air and 17 on the ground. He also lost a fumble, but he got back out there right afterwards and was still out there getting targets, getting catches. Uh, he, they're, they're pretty low value targets. Uh, they're underneath routes, but uh, Carson Wentz is going to throw the ball a whole bunch. And Curtis is a, a great friend to a bad quarterback. He, he gets open really quickly in those underneath easy throw routes. And I'm just really, really excited for Curtis Samuel if he can stay stay healthy. He is the best receiver out there uh, as an actual player. Uh, he's better than all of these guys that we mentioned. Um, he he is a fantastic route runner. He has good hands. He can uh, like he's almost like Debo. He's not as good as Debo, but he runs the ball a lot. They gave him four carries. Like I said, uh, he's going to be super involved. Uh, Eleven targets and four carries four carries and a guy who's only wavered or owned in 17% of leagues. You, you have to go get him. I'm so excited for all my Curtis. I couldn't stop uh, thinking and talking about him after that game. So go get yourself some Curtis Samuel. You're going to be really excited as long as he stays healthy for the whole rest of the year. Yeah, Perlman. I mean, you took, you took my guy. I mean, Curtis Samuel is definitely the number one priority ad of the week. Um, I already have him on a few rosters. I have him on a bunch of best ball rosters just because like, We've all seen what Curtis Samuel can do when he has the ball in his hands. I mean, mm -hmm. my favorite play from that game was when he just absolutely broke that one Jags defender's ankle. It's just like left him in the dust. And like, that's what Curtis Samuel can do. Dirty. Special. Yeah, he's special with the ball in his hands. 
Um, but since Perlman took my number one guy, I'll go ahead and talk about the other rookie, and that is Curtis Samuel's teammate, John Dotson. Um, I mean, I would I talked a little bit about like the commander's soft upcoming schedule. Um, and Jahan Dotson, week one, earned five targets as a rookie. Um, put it up for three catches, 40 yards, and two touchdowns, t- two touchdowns, including the game winner. I mean, we see that Carson Wentz really trusts the guy. He threw that deep ball when he was absolutely blanketed, and Jahan Dotson made an insane catch. I expect that to only continue throughout this season. Um, we finally hit on a first-round rookie receiver, so I'm super excited for Jahan Dotson. Um, so I, I can't wait to see what he can do the rest of the year. Um, probably my other kind of speculative ad that I just like to touch on real quick is Josh Palmer, just cause Mike Williams, uh, or sorry, not Mike Williams. Keenan Allen went down with a hamstring injury and he should miss a couple of weeks. Um, and I know Deandre Carter was the one that was the beneficiary of, uh, Keenan Allen going down. Mike Williams not seeing any targets. Uh, he put up a pretty good stat line. But I don't expect that uh, going forward. Um, let your other league mates to fall for the fool's gold in DeAndre Carter. And go ahead and grab Josh Palmer because he was a little bit under the radar. Josh Palmer slot, slotted in as the wide receiver three on this roster. We know that Justin Herbert likes him. Last season at the end of last year, when Josh Palmer was the starting uh, wide receiver three, he put up a touchdown in each of those games. I expect that to continue, uh, especially with Keenan Allen out. So go ahead and pick, put in a, a waiver claim for Josh Palmer for $0, and I'm sure you'll get him because he's going to be a guy in this offense. Uh, I was super disappointed with Josh Palmer. I hope that he turns it around because, like you said, DeAndre Carter was out there ball and put up 15 fantasy points uh, on four targets. Uh, he looked good. Uh, I I think that he is worth the ad. I wouldn't drop Josh Palmer if you have him. He's owned in a, a couple – uh, he's owned in 30% of the league, so a bit more than some of the other guys that we've talked about. Um, but I, I do think you should go get him. Uh, I know you might have trouble starting him, but if Keenan's out multiple weeks, he could show you this week that he can ball, and maybe you're starting him in two. Um, I, I think you have to go get those speculative ads on the Chargers. Uh, go out and take both of them. Get one guy on your roster. Yeah, I mean, this Chargers offense is is so good. Um, so if you can get any yeah, Herbert looks so good. Herbert looked insane. This dude is going yeah. to be a, one of the best quarterbacks in this league for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving off our wide receivers and going into tight ends now, we got two guys listed out here. Uh, we got one guy who's kind of a tight end, Taysom Hill, who knows what position he is. Uh, and then we got another guy that I just added here that I want to talk about after all that Chargers talk. We got Gerald Everett. Um, I think Gerald Everett could be a solid add. You know, I mean, once you're scraping the bottom barrel of those tight ends, you know, you can't really do much worse than Gerald Everett, a guy that's going to be getting a a lot of touches on a high-powered offense. He had a good touchdown uh, this week, too. Uh, And with Keenan being out now, there will be those targets available that he could eat up. The one thing I would caution is the health of a returning Donald Parham. Uh, But I don't think that Parham would be too integral to the office uh, it's the offense maybe in the red zone uh, a bit more, but Everett's going to be that guy. He's going to be on the field nearly every snap. So just someone to keep an eye out as someone who's always on the field in a uh, high power offense. Yeah, I agree. I think Ever- Everett was a uh, tight end four this week. So uh, you might have to put a decent sized claim out to go get him, but I think he, he has a chance for a real involvement each week. Uh, I think uh, we all know Gerald Everett is a good tight end, so he's a good receiving tight end. So he should be out there on the field uh, and get some work. And Trey McKitty dropped an easy pass for Herbert. I mean, I, I think they're not going to trust him too much. I think 
uh, it's a good ad. And then finally, we got Taysom Hill. Uh, Josh, I think you wanted to bring him up for some reason. <laughs> I did want to talk about Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill is just – he's a football player, and you can put him into your tight end slot. So if you're streaming tight end this season, go ahead, add Taysom Hill, and just put him in your starting lineup because Taysom Hill is just a football player. I don't know why the Saints are just so in love with the guy, but he gets like six to eight – opportunities a game i'm not even going to call them like carries or targets or whatever because it could be anything it could even be a pass because Taysom hill has played quarterback for the saints in the past um he put up 15 points um was like the tight end five on the day um so those are pretty good numbers he had four carries for 81 yards looks explosive while he's doing it he's a big guy they're going to give him goal line carries probably because i don't know why the saints hate alvin Kamara but um, they're not giving Kamara the ball as nearly as much as they used to in the past. So um, Taysom Hill is a great speculative ad just as a streamer. Um, obviously, if you have one of the top elite tight ends, you're not going to add Taysom Hill. But if you kind of waited on tight end, punted the tight end position, go ahead and add Taysom Hill. Um, he, he's a good streaming option. Yeah, if you're somebody that drafted Albert O after we've seen him not start tonight and miss a lot of time to some of the other guys, uh, Taysom Hill might be a guy for you. Uh, tight end three this week. Uh, so a couple of guys that are on waivers that showed they can ball. And I, I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be as good. He had like a 60 yard run, uh, but he's going to get, he's going to get his touches and he could throw passes and score touchdowns. So I, I definitely like Taysom as a, a decent streamer for a guy who punted tight end. I think he would be a good speculative ad right now, but I don't think I'd start him. I would wait and see, you know, maybe Jameis gets hurt and he gets a bit more action or Kamara gets hurt and maybe he gets goal line carries, something like that. Then I'd be way more intrigued in adding Taysom. He already gets goal line carries. And he already gets in the game with when Jameis is out there. Like he had, he had 15 points. I mean, he has a lot of, like he gets opportunities. The Saints like to use him. So I think he'll be out there. He's not every snap guy, but like if you drafted Albert O, you're definitely not happy with him not starting and not playing. So I think there's, there's some teams out there that, you know, don't have those top guys. A Cole Komet are like, I would be very scared after one target, zero catches Cole Komet. And you can go add tight end three on the week. uh, Taysom Hill. I'd probably have to throw him in. I don't know. I'd just be a way more hesitant to just plug and play Taysom Hill because uh, I just I feel like we've been through this so many times and it just never works out. But I would have to wait and see that that role is consistent because he only had five touches. And I mean, I so know we're you, you have a guy who had a, a dud, a zero, Cole Komet, and Taysom Hill's out there. You don't you don't go pick him Taysom up. Taysom Hill also score outscored Kyle Pitts this week. You know, I'm okay, not going to read too uh, much yeah. into it. A zero, like a lot of people drafted Cole Komet high. I want to know what you think. Well, I would just attribute that to it being just a, a bizarre game in like horrible weather conditions. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I would do that quite yet. I would wait to see if, if Taysom's, Taysom's role is going to be consistent. Actually, a quick Kyle Pitts plug because you slandered him a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't slander him. I didn't slander him. I'm just saying Kyle that Pitts Kyle Pitts is way better. He had a 96 air yards, more than Drake London. But uh, Drake Lynn had actually brought his targets down. So um, he put up the better box score. But Kyle Pitts had a little bit of a dud. But um, I'm trying to buy Kyle Pitts where I can in redraft. I would be a little scared of air yards uh, for Mariota in terms of Mariota's air yards. He's not the most accurate quarterback. I probably prefer the underneath routes. But it is a good sign to see that he is being targeted and, you know, getting plenty of yards down the field. And he's going to be good. Don't panic on Kyle Pitts. Definitely don't be a guy who's picking up – 
uh, Taysom Hill for Kyle Pitts. Maybe Cole Komet, not Kyle Pitts. And just to be clear, I wasn't giving any Kyle Pitts slander. I was just saying that we shouldn't use that logic that slander. Taysom Hill outscored you, you one. Mentioned, you mentioned him in this conversation as one of the guys who uh... – I mean, I guess you're right. He did put up a dud, but uh, yeah. But I'm not going to start Taysom Hill over him. No, definitely not. Yeah, of I course. That's all right. Well, that wraps up our waiver show this week. Uh, we'll get that dynasty focus show out later in uh, the week, and then we'll go ahead and do another episode of this next week. So, just a quick little uh, redraft news show, and we hope that y'all enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>